eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Justin Morgenstein behind the glass today in for Kyle Quinn. A lot to do rest of the show. One hour from now, Elliot Shore Parks will join us. We'll bring you the Nick Sirianni press conference Coming up at 1230, A.J. Brown breaks his silence at some point, we think, today. He tweeted yesterday he's going to talk today, so when the Eagles have media availability, we'll talk to Elliot about that. A.J. expected to speak. We'll see what he all has to say. And, of course, all your phone calls all show long. 215-592-9494 is how you hop aboard on this Wednesday as we get ready for Week 18 of the season, the Giants and the Eagles. And joining us right now to talk about where this Eagles team is at and a difficult performance over the Cardinals Sunday is our guy, Seth Joyner. And Seth is sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first $10 bet and get $125 in bonus bets. Must be 21 in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, Maryland. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Seth! What's up, y'all? So, Joe, so did, you say, did you say difficult performance? D- difficult for me, Seth. It was I. I had oh. difficulty watching that for three hours. Is what okay, I meant. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just trying to get some clarity there. Go yeah. ahead. You. So, so Seth, I, I don't know if you're as petty as I am, but did you go through your timeline and tell all these people I told you so? No, you know what I'm getting in my timeline. What's that? Um, and I appreciate it. You know, I, 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 I got some people just like. All the people who had all that slick stuff to say to Seth, they need to apologize in his time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you know what, Seth? It's funny because you have been talking about this all year long. And and, and it reminds me of, you know, like that old Malcolm X movie where they say the chickens have come home to roost. Mm -hmm. They roosting like a mofo right now. You know, man, I I don't like being in, in this position, you know, at all. I mean, but... You can go back. I can. T- I'll take you all the way back to Carson Wentz when Carson and you. You was probably in Atlanta at the time in the fourth game of that season, where everything fell apart with Carson and Doug. The fourth game, we was on in post game show, and I said, you know what, man, the Eagles got they got quarterback problem. I mean, everybody lost their lunch, man. They lost their lunch, but I could see it. I could see that there was something off with him. 
you know, and he wasn't taking coaching. He was making the same mistake. He got to the podium after every game and kept saying, well, you know, I'm going to keep slaying and keep doing what I'm doing. Fool, you throwing three interceptions a game. What do you mean you're going to keep doing what you're doing? You know, then last year, oh, you know, well, we don't need the blitz. We got, you know, we, 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 we averaging five or six sacks a game. And I'm like, there's going to come a game where you need the pressure because that's a part of football. You know, you're going to meet that match. You're going to meet that team that has an answer for your pass rush. And you're not going to be able to get there. You're going to have to pressure. And if you don't practice pressure during the season, you can't just dial it up all of a sudden. Getting the Super Bowl, second half of the game, sloppy field, can't get to the quarterback, won't blitz. Patrick Mahomes goes off for three touchdowns in the second half. You walk up out of there with a three-point loss, okay? Now, here we go this year. The team start off slow. I'm like, something's off. Something ain't right. You know, yeah, they 10 and 1. Set up, set up, Seth. You know, what are you complaining about? They 10 and 2. Shut up. What are you complaining about? Something ain't right. Okay. I don't need, I don't need to say, I told you so. The evidence is right there. Boom. Yeah, it is, especially on the defensive side of the ball, Seth. It has gone from bad to worse. And, and the part that is, I think, puzzling to some is what's happened to their run defense. We've seen it all year. They can't cover it in the past. They've given up a ton of passing touchdowns. But, Seth, through week nine, they were number one in the NFL in rushing yards allowed. Since then, they're dead last. Seth, what are you seeing? And do you buy into the idea they're tired? The defensive line is tired. Those two young defensive tackles are wearing down. They're tired. Do you buy that? What are you seeing? Why can't they stop the run? Tired of what? Tired of what? I mean, this is what you do. There's 52 weeks in the year, and you get to do what you love and get paid a king's ransom for it for 17 weeks or 18 weeks. What are you tired about? Get your ass in shape so you can play 18 games. This whole thing where, you know, oh, we got to rotate the players, you know, the analytics say, you know, that you can't play the play. Hugh, we played the entire game. Uh-huh. If you and you didn't want to come off the field, I wouldn't give any of my reps to anybody. I, I'm, I'm with I, you, Seth. That, I, that's why when I hear them and I hear people say it, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand I, I hear it. you. I, I hear you. I don't get it, you know. It's we have like gotten to a place now in sports, you know, with the same situation in basketball. I, the, the term doesn't come to my mind right now. Oh, load management. About load management. Load, yeah. load management. Yeah. You know, come on, man, get your ass in shape so that you can play the games that you need to play. It, that, that's basically what it comes down to. You know, if if guys in my era and your era, Hugh, could do it. What makes what, what what makes these these geniuses, you know, of analytics and sports science, you know, not understand that the 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 body can can achieve anything that you can perceive if you prepare to do so. Mm. But if you keep putting these guys in this position where it's like, oh, you know, well, you know, your analytics are saying that, you know, your hydration levels are down, drink some damn Gatorade and get your behind back out there. Are you kidding me? You know, you got all of these metrics that tell you what guys can't do when the human body has been doing what it needs to do and what it has to do for an eternity. No, I'm with you. I, I, that's why when I hear people, like every time that argument comes up, hey, well, they're tired, I just, I just get quiet because I, I, don't, I don't know what that, that's like. Because 60 plays no. a snap, 60 plays a game was like par for the course. Only, only time I came off the field was when they went goal line. And that was probably like two or three plays in a game. 
So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, get it. The, what their issue is, Joe, you asked me what's wrong with it, is it's scheme, man. You know, you, you can't – in the NFL, you can't consistently line up in the same look all the time without any variation to what you do. Because when good offensive coordinators figure out that, you know, where you're going to be, you know, they can scheme you to get done what they want to get done. The unpredictability is, you know, see, today's coaches believe that you draw stuff up on the board. You got the X's and O's, okay? So it should work. But the problem is, in a game, the X's and O's come to life. The X's and O's move. They don't line up where you expect for them to line up. And they're playing aggressively, okay? So, the, so it's different than what you actually draw up on the board, okay? So when things don't line up the same and things don't happen the same, coaches and players today, they get confused. Oh, they're supposed to be over here. No, that's, this is the strategy of football. So why do we always line our guys up in the same place in a predictive situation where the offense can always block them the way that they want to be blocked in four-man or five-man front. When have you ever seen Fletcher Cox, um, um, Hugh, line up in the three and spike down into the A-gap? Never. Mm. Never. Anytime that he's in the three, he's always either playing the A-gap, the B-gap, and the run, or he's, play- he's rushing in the B-gap. Why are we not getting pressure? Because we line up and think that we can beat people one-on-one all the time. You got double teams on the tackles that they ain't getting off of. You got the guys, you know, that don't run any kind of inside charges, no ETs or TEs. So every single rush is an up-the-field rush. So the tackle's turning out and just running by the damn quarterback all the time. Where are the stunts? Where are the run game, the, the run blitzes on first and second down when teams are gashing you? If you're going to get in a seven-man front out of your five and drop the safety in the box, run a damn gap blitz so every gap is covered and you know that there's nowhere for them to run. But they line up and they do the same thing predictably all the time and, and, and think that something's going to change. The linebackers don't know where to fit. The tackles are being double-teamed. They don't come down and take the double-team off the tackles. you know. And then you start getting guys – sticking their head in the wrong gap because they're trying to make a play because they can't stop the run, trying to do somebody else's job. There's your fix right there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and they 17 weeks in, they haven't figured it out yet. Seth Joyner joining us right now, talking about the Eagles as they drop to 11-5. Giants on Sunday for the final regular season game. Seth, Nick Sirianni, um, first two years here, playoff trips. This will be a playoff trip again, but it's obviously going in the wrong direction. Do you believe he should be on the hot seat, or is his job, in your mind, secure for next year, no matter how this ends? You know, I don't talk about, you know, guys, whether they should lose their jobs or not. You know, that's a very, you know, touchy subject with me. Um, I will say that I, I, enjoy, I want, I, I'm more apt to talk about, you know, whether those players believe in what they're being sold by their their head coach or not, or their staff or not. Um, it seems to me 
that, you know, some of the things that Nick brings to the table is kind of worn off with the players. You can tell, you know, by the interaction that he has with his players. Some of the things has been leaked that Jalen has said to him in certain moments. Um, his interaction with Hassan Reddick and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And then you begin to look at, you know, the body language of the players, you know, when things aren't going well and after they lose a game like they lost last Sunday. And you begin to see that, you know, maybe what he's saying is going coming in, going in one ear and out the other. Again, a head coach and a position coach job is so much greater than just the X's and O's and the strategy of football. A head coach and a position coach needs to know each and every one of his players and understand how it is that he's got to how it is that he's got to manage and deal with each and every player. And when players start to tune you out, when they start not to believe in what you're selling and what your philosophies are, that's a problem. Okay. Now, can he get it back? Absolutely. Because what do the players want? The players want the evidence of their success to prove to them that what they're doing actually works. And the problem is the evidence of the success was last year. Yeah. They believed that they could go out and beat people, you know, and then they went out and they proved it right now. I'm not so sure that they really believe that what they're being asked to execute on the field, that it's actually working or that they can do it and it works enough for them to see the evidence of the success. Now, they saw it for 10 games, okay? Now, all of a sudden, it's not working. And it doesn't take much for players, you know, to huddle up amongst themselves and and be like, man, dude don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, You You know you. Definitely. You can feel that sometimes. Seth, let's end with this. Saturday night, the Dallas-Detroit ending. What did you make of that as the, uh, the, the Lions try a trick play? They, they bring the extra lineman, right? He reports eligible. And obviously there was miscommunication there between the lineman and the referee. They're not hearing him, not seeing him, or just blatantly getting it wrong. It changes the NFC playoff picture. Seth, what did you make of that moment? I put that on Dan Campbell because, you know, he tried to be slick with it. You know, they didn't want to know who the un- – they didn't want Dallas to know who the – who the eligible tackle was. So you had three guys in the mix when only one guy should have went over there and talked to the ref and said, hey, I'm eligible, okay? So they tried to get tricky with it. And now everybody wants to slay the, the, the referee and make it seem like, you know, he made this egregious mistake. It blew up in their face. It blew up in their face. And really, I don't know what the process is now, but back in the day when a guy came in and he reported, you know, eligible, the the head ref went on the on the PA system and says 68 is eligible. So now the the defense knew and everybody in the stadium knew that 68 was eligible. But they tried to like pull some trickery and it blew up in their face and Dan Campbell and the and the Detroit Lions need to shut the hell up and take that L because they they brought that on themselves. Because what they should have did is once once they got the penalty, kick the damn extra point, going to overtime. This stupidness that you see these coaches continue to do, you're not you're not going to complete, you're not going to convert a two point conversion from the seven yard line. 
that's just pure stupidity. And then to stand up in the post game and say, we were playing to win the game. No, you didn't. You played to lose that game because you let your emotions get, get the best of you and make, and allowed you to make a call that caused your football team to lose the game in a critical situation. Kick the extra point, go into overtime. You got a better chance of winning there than converting a two point conversion from the seven yard line. You brought that on yourself. Shut the hell up and take it. Well said, Seth. Wow. We always appreciate it. Have a great week and uh, we'll catch up next week before we get ready for a playoff game with the Eagles the uh, coming weekend. Thank you, Seth. All right, guys. See you next week. There Have a good one. Seth Joyner there. Boy, Seth uh, brought brought the intensity. Yeah, today. I mean, you get, what can you say about that? The OG has spoken. You just got to listen. I, I didn't think he was going to go there to Coach Campbell. Shut the hell up. Okay, I, I, I get it.